listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 319 of Frankie Boy Radio. Tonight, we're talking about quantum ducks. I'm your host, Josh Urban. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Sunday to you. I hope you've been having a nice day over there. I certainly have. I did a bunch of stuff and decided I wanted to take a walk in the woods, ground myself, walk amongst the trees. So I set off in solitude, stumbling upon a hiking trail, and there was somebody else on the hiking trail. So I went the other way, not to scare her, because I kind of looked like a woods troll. I had, you know, a woods trolley clothes on, and I did have a, a lime green baseball hat on. So I didn't get shot by a deer hunter or something. But I still look like a woods troll, so I went the other way. And I said, you know, I'm going to go say hello to the river. So I wind down through the fields. We can see the Potomac River stretching out in the valley. Wind down through the field, past the dormant prickly pear cactus in the pasture. Go through the bit of trees. We're looking at all the birds. There were so many birds. They were just all doing the thing and... An eagle flew by, and then a sharp-shinned hawk. There was white-throated sparrows and blue jays and Carolina wrens. And then out on the river, there was this raft of probably about 400 ducks. So I put my binoculars on them and said, Oh, what are those? They look like little police cars. Their, their front was black, and then the middle was white, and then their tail was black. Look like a little police car. Oh, I think that's a lesser scop. And I looked it up on my phone, and sure enough, I believe that they were lesser scops. Possibly greater scops. Nobody knows for sure. It's actually a type of bird like that. So I kind of go quietly down to the riverbank and sit on a piece of driftwood and watching them. And it was very calm. And the neat thing about visiting the river, I need to visit it more often. It's, it's so dynamic. It's different every day. It's a different color reflecting the sky. This one was kind of a, a steel gray and uh, no breeze, very calm. So I could hear the ducks probably about oh, 200 yards out. I could hear them. Well, they're paddling north just very slowly, a whole raft of them. And then they're diving ducks. So they would just whoop under the water and it would just disappear and they kind of all look alike and there's a bunch of them spaced close together so it's hard to tell where he went and then a random duck would pop up somewhere else and it would be under for about 10 seconds um i guess it was fishing and uh so there would be you know these ducks disappearing and popping up kind of randomly and thinking about it later this is a great illustration of the concept that i barely understand but since when has that stopped a media personality, right? <laughs> Hawking radiation. Have you heard of Hawking radiation? It's a, it's a weighty topic. First theorized by Stephen Hawking in 1974. And the idea is this. Um, so if you have, if you look at the very, 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 very small level of reality, it's, it's this they call it quantum foam. And in it, there's particles suddenly appearing. But if you just have some suddenly appearing, you can't 
just have matter spontaneously generating, so there'll also be its what's called its antiparticle. We're going to put this back to the ducks in a minute. Appearing, so an electron and a positron would spontaneously appear, and they would cancel each other out, and then would resort back to how it's supposed to be. So, if you would picture the reality and matter and space, that's the word I'm looking for, being like the river surface. And then all of a sudden, on the river surface, up pops a duck, a lesser scop. I can't just have ducks showing up in the middle of nowhere. So at the same time, under the surface, there's a like a moray eel or a shark. I have a shark. It'll be more dramatic. A shark pops up. And the shark eats the duck. And they cancel each other out. Now, in real life, yes, the shark would get bigger and then he would eat more ducks, but they just it would return to normal. Okay, so apparently this is happening all the time, so quantum theory goes. Quantum field theory, if I'm not mistaken, that is way over my head. Fascinating stuff, though. Reality is not as it appears. That's the main takeaway there. So Stephen Hawking, he was pretty smart, you know, came up with this idea that, okay, so you can have ducks and sharks appearing and canceling each other out, ducks and sharks appearing and canceling each other out, and everything is fine. But what happens if this is right near the surface is a bit of a misnomer, but the edge of a black hole. So let's say the duck and the shark pop up. But the shark is a little bit too close to the black hole, so he gets pulled under. So the the duck floats away. So we actually it actually spontaneously does create something. Well, what happens to the shark? Well, he goes into the black hole and, and he eats a duck in there. So the, the black hole loses one duck that's already in there. So anytime this happens, the black hole radiates a duck and absorbs a shark and the shark reduces the, the overall mass of the black hole. And this is called Hawking radiation. So now this would take a really, really, really long time. I think like a, I don't know, like a billion times the age of the universe or something to, to actually deplete the black hole through this. Interesting nonetheless. Funny what pops into my mind spontaneously. <laughs> Wanted to share it with you. A little river walk and some Hawking radiation. Hopefully that made sense. The cool thing about quantum mechanics is it actually doesn't make sense. And you go, huh? What? 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 And that's cool. Oh, for example, something else that doesn't make sense is a lot easier to wrap my mind around is like if you if you throw uh, throw a ball or a pen or I have a sharpie right here, I throw it into the air, it comes back to my hand. Well, that's a very very specific thing to happen. I have to be on Earth or another planet or a star for that to happen for gravity to be around. If I was just in space, I'd throw it and we'd just keep going. So things are subjective, I guess, right? It's all relative. Shout out to Al, Bert, Einstein. Now, let's take a couple of deep breaths. Go ahead and breathe in through your nose. 
out through your mouth. Let those eyes drift gently closed and let's inhale to a count of four, pause for two and exhale for four. I'm gonna do that five times. Feel free to join me. There we go. Very nice. Quick update on the squirrel games. I did not catch them last night. You know, just, just tuning in, there's a flying squirrel in my attic. And I was setting a trap for him. I was falling asleep. I was all snugly in bed and thinking, well, if he gets caught in that trap, he's not going to be very snugly. What happens if he dies? What happens if he dies of exposure? But they're nocturnal. He could run back and forth in the cage. But what if he gets panicked and he eats all the peanut butter and... And then I'm going to have to wake up and find a dead frozen squirrel in the trap. And what am I going to tell the people on the podcast? going to be like, the squirrel, um, well, he, uh, well, how about that weather? Here's a metaphor for you. I'd have to do a whole thing about guilt and bad decisions. And so I don't want to hurt a squirrel. So I got up, went in the attic, crawled up in the attic and removed the trap. I've set it for tonight when it's not so cold. So. I don't think any points are gained from being a good sportsman, but I want to play the game right. Squirrel games continue. Night two, we'll see what happens. Have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. Good night.